position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, if you have a game, and it is good, then get time and it will be my That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the next game on, bitches! Welcome to episode number 402 of the Best Linux Games Podcast, being recorded for you here on uh, Sunday, July 10th, 2022, at 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific Coast, left coast, coast with the most time. Wow, crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth, holding up the whiskey sign. Yes, Ivor, you are fired, but that is a good idea, so... Mm. Oh, good. That would, of course, make it for our sequel friends, uh, 2022, 0710, uh, 1700 hours. Um, let's get straight to our top stories. Uh, this week we have, um, a feature. It's kind of unusual for us. Um, it's a feature. We're, we're calling it games that we're not playing. And we've done, like, another installment of this, but in a different way. The games that we weren't playing, I think, in our last time we did this... I've corrected me if I'm wrong. Oh, wait, you don't know, do you? Yeah, you don't. Oh, God. This is gonna be kind of a short show. I know. Yeah. 
We'll be here till Christmas. Um, but the last time we did this, uh, I think it was games that we weren't playing because they were broken. These are games that ostensibly work. Um, but all of which, for one reason or another, and we'll go through them, because they all kind of highlight broader issues, I think. Hello, I'm Maurice Chavez, and welcome to Pressing the Issue. In the future, there will be robots. Uh, and that's where the money goes, and it's called democracy. Anyway, moving on. I fucking Vi- uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City flash flashbacks there. Um, but before we get to that feature, which we're just going to place in our new and noteworthy, and then we're going to call it a day. Uh, I do have news of two other games that we've uh, talked about on the show over... Oh, God, one of them goes back many months. Um, first of all, I finally... Finally... On Friday, got Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy to run. Now, here's exactly what I did. I have no launch options. I'm using Proton. I'm using GE724. And I'm also using NVIDIA 515. It also fits into our games that I am, games that we're not playing uh, episode in that I was really unimpressed by this game. I spent uh, basically an hour and 20 minutes in it. And I thought it was going to be like the um, old X-Men game for the Dreamcast or or maybe it was for the game. I can't remember. It was like where you could, it was four player cooperative and it was a pseudo beat em up, but with like super RPG elements. Um, this is kind of like that. The graphics are amazing, but you don't get to directly control any of the other guardians. It's like basically you as Peter Quill, Star Lord. It's a lot of polish that went into this game, too. Uh, but, like, instead of, like, being able to jump into, like, Groot, I am Groot, um, you can only, like, utilize them, especially when you're fighting at certain times, and they have cooldowns, and they only have, like, one attack thing. You can upgrade their attacks and stuff, and you can, up- you know, I guess you can do a lot of cool things eventually, but, like, it was not that great a game. Um, yeah. And so I, I just haven't been, I haven't been playing. I, fi- I finally got to work, though, on Friday, so that was, yeah, it says July 8th, last play July 8th. So that was pretty cool, but I was very disappointed with the actual game. The polish of it, though, is amazing, and the graphics are awesome. One thing that sucks is it crashes every time I take a screenshot using F12. So, I don't know what the fuck the deal is with that, but whatever. Also, before we get to our feature of the games that we're not playing this week, mysterious feature. Um, like, you know, we're heading into the doldrums soon. 
So things are slowing down. The Steam Summer Sale is over. You know, blah, 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 blah. Um, another game that I could not get to run, and many thanks to BPR for proving to me that it actually does run, uh, at least on uh, NVIDIA and on his uh, Steam Deck, is Unravel, the game where you play Yarny, a creature inscrutably made out, well, uh, for reasons unknown, has been summoned, summoned by old memories of Grandmama to journey to sally forth into the world doing god knows what limited only by his ability to unspool himself at length before he loses structural integrity um I got Unravel to work Unravel for the record uh what the fuck I have all your fire you should have done this already I've uh, <laughs> Unravel, which is an unbelievably depressing game, uh, runs on my Linux Mint box with a 3080 Ti, you know, NVIDIA 515 drivers with just Linux Experimental. And it runs pretty well. The game is fucking depressing as hell. It's also kind of complicated. So it's like this complex. You know, I will revisit it. I will revisit it eventually. Um, but it's it's super depressing. It looks like grandma's dying and like you as Yarny have to escape I don't know. Maybe grandma's been killing people and you and the souls of her victims have, have um coalesced and possessed Yarny himself and given him life and animation so that he can take vengeance on their behalf for her sins but something tells me that's totally not what's going to happen I drowned in water um, a bunch of times but there are a lot of cool play mechanics in Unravel it's just a, it's a really beautiful game that really just kind of makes you want to cry all the time this happens to me with some games I don't know maybe I'm fucked up but yeah, I played 40 minutes of Unravel and I turned it off when I died drowning in the water because I was so sad. But it works. So those are two games that works. Now we're basing with the new and noteworthy. We're not going to base them with the feature. Uh, we're just going to base them with the new and noteworthy. And we're going to go through these games. One of the games that we're not playing here's, well, we'll get to it right at the top. So I won't even tease it. Avante! I was a North American fall when worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. So first off, in our list of games that we are not playing is a new release that came out, uh, I think on Thursday or Friday. It is called the Capcom Fighting Collection. Now, there were numerous reasons why I was completely unexcited by the Capcom Fighting Collection, but then one reason that I was totally excited about it. Number one reason why we are not ever buying, nor are we ever playing the Capcom Fighting Collection as sold on Steam, is that it is for, it's $39.99. That is $40. 
Granted, there are 10 games inside the Capcom Fighting Collection. Uh, some of them are pretty good. But only one of them, only one of them really has never appeared before on Steam. I mean, that's not even true. I don't even, I don't even know. Ivor, you're fucking fired. We gotta be factual and accurate. I'm not gonna go through all of the fucking games, though, in Capcom Fighting Collection. I'll tell you what they are, though. Uh, but I'm not gonna go through and fucking check them. Darkstalkers, The Night Warriors, Dark, Darkstalkers is a pretty good fucking game. These are all fighting games. Night Warriors, Darkstalkers Revenge, Vampire Savior, The Lord of Vampire, Vampire Hunter 2, Darkstalkers Revenge, Vampire Savior 2, The Lord of Vampire, Hyper Street Fighter 2, The Anniversary Edition, then one that we're gonna skip, Super Gem Fighter Mini Mix, Cyberbots, Full Metal Madness, and Red Earth. Now, other than the Dark, Dark Stalkers games, which I actually really liked, I thought they were they were very good. I'm not a big um, Street Fighter fan. Never have been. Never will be. Um, I'm more of a Tekken Soul Calibur. Guy, Guilty Gear also, but Guilty Gear, I have not played that much on computer. There is one game in here, the one game that we omitted, that I'm not paying 40 bucks for these 10 fucking games. I would, however, have paid $30 for the one game that I have omitted if they had updated it, if they had tweaked it and made it prettier and, you know, did like uh, maybe even a reboot, I would pay 30 bucks for a full reboot of. The one game I omitted is Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, which is a game that continuously astonishes me, has never, ever, ever been re-released for computer. It's only been available on consoles. I mean, but for computer, I mean via Steam, obviously, because that's all I cover. Masa Menos. You know, I, I'll cover good old games and stuff like that. They have a sale, but like, I mean, I, you know, we're here to talk about Steam, more or less. Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo has never been available on Linux. And that got me thinking. Of what a horrible fucking missed opportunity this is. Especially considering that two of the two of the games in that list are only available in Japanese. They couldn't even bother to go through and add translations. They're just selling you the same old shit that you bought already 20, 25 years ago. And they're not including even the best except for Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. This brings us to our video of the week, which Ivor vetted, so I haven't seen it, but it is how to get PCSXR, not PCSXR2, but PCSXR up and running. I had no problem finding, well, I had, it took me five minutes, so that means no problem. 
to find a BIOS file for the PlayStation 1, which was the console that uh, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo came out on, and which was one of the best games available for that console. I mean, that console is legendary. Legend... Use your words, Scooky. I'm reading fucking from 15 different screens here. Super PlayStation 1. There we go. We got right. we got a word out. There we go. PlayStation 1 was legendary for its game selection. And when you look back on it now, it is just amazing how many fucking awesome games for the PlayStation 1. Also, the same pretty much was true for PlayStation 2. Uh, Joe Mon Kendall used to bring his PlayStation 1 over to my house. Um, and we would play baseball, other stuff. Eventually, I got one after like, I don't know, a year, year and a half. And, uh, yeah, it was the best console, in my opinion, just for the sheer amount of fucking video games that came out for it. It was ridiculous. The, the release schedule after the first year was just... It was... You were awash in all of these cool games. Um, But one of the best was Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. You can now, instead of... You know, should you choose, I imagine that everyone within the sound of my voice has, like, me purchased a physical media copy of Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo at least twice in their life. Probably once at full price and probably once on sale after losing or destroying their other copy over the intervening years. So I think it's, you know, completely within my right to inform you that it took me another five minutes, and that includes the download speed, to find an ISO, just search for Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo ISO. And within, you know, depending on your internet connection speed and, you know, where you end up going, you know, I, I hit a couple of dead ends, like, right off the bat, but then, like, the third one worked like a charm. Same thing with my, uh, my, uh, uh my PlayStation 1 BIOS. And this is notable because the only emulator that I, the only emulators that we've ever talked about on this show have been PCS XR2, which is a PlayStation 2 emulator. We've talked about it several episodes. Um, the Jaguar emulator, um, MAME, of course, uh, and Retrocade, and Libretro, and etc., etc., etc. We've never talked about PCS XR. And PCS XR is actually probably available in your distros repositories. So if you're not, you're using Synaptic or whatever, you know, whatever. You can find it in your repositories. If you can't, you can also download it directly or compile it yourself. I don't think they have pre-compiled binaries outside of what's available for your distro. But then you grab the BIOS, which is just a binary file. <coughs> Excuse me. Point P open up PSXR PCSXR. God, I hate ugh, I always get it backwards. Um open it up, point it to that binary file, and then 
decompress your uh, ISO, which you have every, in my humble opinion, you have every legal right to own. There will not be an ISO inside of that zip file. There'll be a Q file, though. And that's what you point PCSXR to when you open it up. PCSXR supports all of the standard features that um, the later that that that, that PC, PCSXR two. I think that was the name of the other one, uh, the one that emulates PlayStation two games. Supports such as save states, uh, rolling save states, um, full memory card support. You know, fake memory card support, so you can save your games and high scores and stuff like that. Um, it is super easy to set up your controller. Literally, you just go tick down the list and, you know, bind the buttons to whatever, you know, blah, I'm playing on an Xbox uh, One style controller. Had no problem uh, dealing with it. And bam, you're playing one of the best games from the last, you know, 30 years. Uh, and one of the top, I would say top five puzzle games ever made. In terms of like, there's Tetris, there's, um, what the fuck? There's Columns. Uh, what was the one with, uh, what was it called? Gems? No, Columns was the one with Gems. Columns was great. I don't know why there isn't, why you can't play Columns, uh, through Steam. Probably because you can probably play it in a Flash emulator somewhere. But anyway, bam! Hey, Duncan! Uh, it is so much fun to play on PCSXR. One of the things to watch out for is one of these years, and it's got to be coming up here soon, because it's like we're at the threshold where Retrocade is going to get really ballsy. I don't know if they already have done this. Let's see. Ivor, you're fired! Retro Arch store page. I know they added a couple more emulators uh, through their Steam thing, but let's see. Yeah, okay, so it's got, it. yeah, they already have PCSX rearmed available. It's free um, as, um, a, you know, quote-unquote DLC uh, for RetroArch, both of which are free. So we've already, like, past the point where like this this era of software this era of gaming is being more or less made available completely easily via emulation which is exciting I think um and it's not being so vigorously prosecuted even in spite of that in spite of the legal or moral or ethical or whatever considerations there is no fucking way if you're as old as I am that you should pay $40 for games that are this old and have not seen any retouching or any improvement or anything like that like I mean it's one thing to do like um, an HD version of it like just not even to really update the game itself but just to update the textures and the sounds and make sure that it runs on a modern display and everything with you know decent uh, controls and shit that's that's fine but to not do anything and just 
you know, try to charge 40 bucks. I'm sorry, I'm not doing it. I'm gonna run a feature about PC SXR instead. Where you can play it for free because, as you know, you've bought, you've purchased the game many times before in the past already. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, that's just wildly rapacious. That's like, that's like fucking. It, it made me angry the second I saw it. the only game that I can remember like off the top of my head because it's not like I go back and like uh, listen to too many of these shows um, I apologize for our 4th of July episode by the way that had the music um, I forgot to auto duck the bed but that's why I fire Ivor at the start of the show anyway um was the Tetris virtual reality multiplayer Tetris game. And it was like 50 bucks. I'm like, oh yeah, I need virtual reality Tetris in my life for $50 in VR. Oh my God. You fucking, will you take the dick out of my ass when you're done? Or you just leave it in there? I have to like fucking deal with your dick in my ass all fucking the rest of my life. You know what I mean? It's like, oh wow. They call you this. Are you stretching me, baby? What the fuck? Um. Yeah, so that's why we're not playing Capcom Fighting Collection. But why we wanted to mention it, because it does give us an excuse to tell you how to use an emulator. Yet another emulator that you may or may not be familiar with. Although I'm sure if you're listening to this episode, you're probably quite familiar with all the emulators. Um, okay, so up next in our games that we are not playing, we only have two more. And this one, our next one, is purely because I am sick of these games. It's called Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. And it's not porn. I I would have totally, we totally would be playing it. It's got a platinum score, though, on uh, ProtonDB. I think it's a 2K game uh, developed by Gearbox Software and it's a looter shooter kind of, it's a self-shaded I don't know why why everyone who makes a fucking uh, looter shooter these days feels that it has to be self-shaded just like fucking Borderlands you know, 1, 2, and 3 which irritates the fuck out of me it's like, you know, imitation might be the most sincere form of flattery, but fuck. Mmm. Sorry, Ivor there uh, holding up the whiskey sign again, and as we all know, uh, when Ivor speaks, I hear and obey. You're fired, asshole. But it does have a, and it looks really good. If you like looter shooters, I, you know, one of the things that I try to do on this show is cover games that I, you know, don't necessarily like, but I think might be big fucking games. And I'm not going to play Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, especially because of the pricing again. Um, there's two, but this time at least it's kind of clearer than normal. It's sixty bucks, fifty nine ninety nine for one way, 
or the chaotic great edition is $79.99. But this looks like it has a big sense of humor and like unbelievable graphics. Um, excuse me. It builds itself as embark on an epic adventure full of whimsy, wonder, and high powered weaponry. Roll your own multi class hero. Then shoot, loot, slash, and cast on a quest to drop the Dragon Lord. Or to stop the Dragon Lord. And it looks like all these kind of crazy Alice in Wonderland psycho environments. And I don't know what the deal is with this game, but the, so far the reviews have been mostly positive. 2000 reviews. And this came out June 23rd, which is weird because I don't think that's right. Anyway, oh, the other thing is that the critics are saying that this game is amazing, like Game Informer, although last time I went to Game Informer, I was writing for them, um, says that Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is Gearbox Software's best game. That's high praise indeed, uh, but I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to play it, especially not for 60 bucks. So by the time I end up playing it, it'll go on sale in like a year and no one will be playing it anymore. And that's going to suck. But if you like looter shooters like Borderlands, Borderlands 2, Borderlands 3, Borderlands 2 is probably my favorite of the Borderlands. Borderlands 3 got a little too complex and convoluted for me and my simple old man fucking mind... But there you go. You have another uh, cel-shaded universe to go and murder in and make your own type of hero. Oh, yeah, that's cool. There's a, I'm watching a little video that you can't hear. It's a skeleton army rocking out to a uh, heavy metal guitar, and then there's a dragon, and there's all these crystals. It looks pretty fucking incredible but it's fucking expensive and I'm just like I'm done with this type of game for a long time like a long time it's gonna be oh man it's gonna be a while since I want to play another looter shooter now this next game I'm not playing but only because only because I've not had time to play it yet our final game that we're not playing this week and then I'll tell you what I have been playing as a little bonus at the end of the episode but uh it's called Neon White and it too is platinum on uh Linux via ProtonDB works perfectly out of the box no one has any complaints with it either on uh, Steam Deck or uh PC Neon White looks really fucking cool. It's a first-person shooter hybrid of like first-person shooter action arena death deck building. Hang on, let's see. Let's see what they because we we read what what uh oh this is still in my cart. I did not actually buy this yet. That might be another reason. It's this crazy parkour first-person adventure platformer uh, anime-style um, 
thing where you slay demons you, instead of weapons you have these cards and these cards are your weapon attacks and like they have reload and stuff like that and shit like that you know blah 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 of, of, uh, a couple of people I know who are fans of this show are really into this game because I see them playing it all the time um but hang on yeah it's a single player game though that's very important for me and for other people uh, Neon White is $24.99 and that's full price and I'm going to buy it. Um, but what's cool is like you can upgrade the okay you play as Neon White and uh, oh uh, did I read the fucking thing? Uh, Neon White is a single player speedrunning first person shooter where you can sacrifice your guns for go- godlike parkour moves. And these are all in these surrealistic looking crazy environments. Again, it, it, it's very anime, but it doesn't look, uh, as cel shaded as something like Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Uh, but then again, you know, I have yet to play it. It looks so cool though. Like these crazy mansions and stuff. And like you can jump 35 floors down if you sacrifice your weapon. Uh, there's also other superpowers. So far, the reviews have been overwhelmingly positive. 3,982 came out June 16th. So it's like a month old. Um, I like the art style. I like everything about the way this game sounds. But let me read through some of the features because I, you know, I only talked to one person who's played this game and they're like, oh my God, I love it because I see them playing it all the time. Uh, they don't listen to the podcast so they don't get their name mentioned. Uh, you play as Neon White, an assassin plucked from hell to compete with other demon slayers for a shot at redemption. You collect soul cards to attack your foes or discard them to use unique movement abilities. Compete for the best times by cleverly combining cards to discover massive shortcuts. Uncover Heaven's Mysteries by getting to know the other assassins. That's like the story elements. And then it has like all these cool, it's like grappling hooks and all this cool shit. Everything that I love. Except I'm not a big fan of speedrunners. I've discovered that I generally don't like speedrunners. But it's a first person shooter with parkour. And that much I do like. So what have I been playing this week? I've been playing mainly two games, actually. Um, two games, one of which you can already guess is Pinball FX3, but that's like a limited commitment that lasts for forever. Uh, meaning, like, you know, like it takes 45 minutes over the course of a week for me to. I'm trying to get back to my ultra high level matchup ranking, and so I basically only play matchup these days. And since, uh, the, uh, Steam Summer Sale. Oh my god! So cool. I finally got, for the third time, all my, basically all the tables back that I used to have. So that's good. But the other game I've been playing, and I cannot, I'm obsessed with now, it's called 20 Minutes Till Dawn. It was part of our um, Survivor Showdown spectacular thing. I out of 15 levels of difficulty, I have been trying to beat level 14 of difficulty in 20 minutes till dawn with this one character who I just really want to beat it with. 
And it's insane because I could beat it with another character. I could easily beat it with another character. But I've spent like two weeks now trying to beat it with this one character because I like this character. She only has four health, but every time she kills someone, she spawns a an angry ghost soul that goes and attacks other things and it hits for eight damage. So... Also, 20 Minutes Till Dawn dropped two new things this week. One, they dropped an endless mode, which is going to drive me out of my fucking mind, eventually. But first, I gotta beat level 14 difficulty. Then there, then I have to beat level 15 difficulty with this one character. But, um... I, I feel like I'm so close, I can get to about halfway there. And it is so hard. But it's so mindless and so much fun. I love... 20 minutes till dawn, and so I've been... It, it's a constant time suck, and everyone else likes 20 minutes till dawn. It's early access, but it's $2.99. We'll throw this in the show blurb. Um, and the other game that I've been playing, actually, and this is a bonus, uh, is another survivor it's called Project Lazarus and this is an unusual survivor from all the other games that we talked about in that it's it's kind of interesting to see how vampire survivors sparked like this crazy fucking rush to make survivor games and next week uh, we will have or two weeks from now we will have sexy mystic survivors which I can't wait for but Project Lazarus you're in a mech and you're in different kinds of mechs. You you have no control over your firing, but you do have, in some mechs, more or less control over independent torso rotation via the left and right sticks. So you can be moving in one direction, blah. And then I just unlocked a new mech where instead of... Because you don't, you're not in control of, you know, your firing in Project Lazarus unlike 20 minutes till dawn where you are in control of your firing and reloading. Um... Project Lazarus is very interesting. I just unlocked a mech that uses the the shoulder triggers to move forward or backward. He's on two tank treads. And then uses the uh, left stick to turn the treads and the right stick to turn your upper torso. Uh, and you're fighting against all these space bugs, endless waves of space bugs. And, uh, Project Lazarus is $2.99. I don't like it anywhere near as much as I like, uh, 20 minutes till dawn, but, you know, they're both $3 and those are really good values. I've already logged 60 hours in 20 minutes till dawn. Um, and it's really good. Anyway, that's our show for this week. Uh, do not buy the Capcom Fighting Collection. Consider buying Tiny Tino's Wonderland if you like that sort of thing. And definitely check out Neon White. Uh, yeah, and that'll do us. We're out of here in under 40 minutes. Cheers, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. I'm not sure what we're doing next week. It might be our porno, our semi-annual porno extra porn extravaganza episode cause like I got oh my god I got porno for you I got fucking I got porno games for you kids you're gonna love it they're gonna fuck you up kids now get into the van 
Um, no, keep your kids at home for that episode. Or keep, well, keep your kids at someone else's home for that episode. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farm. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna cry. Four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop 2. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop 3. Yada, 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 It's fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.